It's another amazing episode of the Sweet Mechanic Podcast. This is Jamie Savalas. And, uh, look, here's the deal, you know, uh, there are some questions that some people have who haven't maybe read my books or watched some of my videos or trained with some of my training bats that I'd like to address. And I think maybe the biggest misconception right now is what exactly does a front arm dominant swing mean? And, you know, if you're swinging with just your front arm, you can still employ a back arm dominant movement. This sounds like crazy talk. Um, but here's what a front arm dominant swing means. It means that the structure of your swing is such that if you swing with just a mostly straight front arm, okay, so you're swinging with just your front arm and it's straight, to mostly straight, then you will create a structure that is much different than a swing whereby, you know, let's say your hands go more directly to the ball. So is it just that your front arm is in control? No, it's a little bit more than that, but that's that's the way that I felt like was the quickest and easiest way to describe it. And for the most part, that's really what it is. It's there's there are two caveats. One, you have to swing with just your front arm. And two, you have to keep it mostly straight. If you do those things, those just those two easy things, then you will get the structure of the swing of the swing that produces the most consistency and the most power. This is an unprecedented finding in baseball swing mechanics. Um, you know, if you look at every other swing coach's philosophies and theories of the swing, you know, they they could write hundreds and hundreds of pages. I mean, most of their books are are uh, have to be cut down to get to 300 pages. So, you know, I, I realized as a an aspiring hitter and uh, hitter myself uh, as a kid that, you know, these guys were making things way too confusing. And, and even if I got what they were saying 100%, it didn't work. So one, they were, you know, I think that the biggest value that, that I can bring is one to explain the systems that are behind a great swing. That's what I've done with that is unprecedented. No other swing coach has ever described the systems working in a great swing and why a great swing works so well. Um, and then, but the, but the biggest value is that the simple way that you can attain it. And that's what front arm dominance means. It's, it's a, it's a, um, a path to understand the feeling of a great swing. Nobody talks about the importance of finding the feeling. You know, everyone wants to talk about things that happen in a swing. I mean, most of them don't even talk about things that happen in a great swing. They're just talking about things that happen in a swing. But there's much more to the puzzle that you have to figure out. 
as a swing coach, you have to figure out more than just what separates the great swings from everyone else and why why are these characteristics present in other words what what's going on that makes that gives the hitter an advantage yes you have to figure out those two things but you also have to figure out how to get someone to achieve it that's the i mean you don't even really need the first two the last one is the key, but you can't have the last one unless you've figured out the first two. How to get someone to achieve the positions. That's what I have found, and that is what front arm dominance means. So front arm dominance, again, you can pick up a bat and swing with just your front arm and still have a back arm dominant movement because you can just simply bend the front arm and throw the hands directly to the ball. Okay, so front arm probably should have straight front arm. And heck, who knows, maybe I'll change it to that. Because uh, uh, that would be an SFAD, a SFAD swing. So um, maybe I'll do that. But so th there is there are slight misconceptions that's the biggest one um so it's not just a front arm dominant swing it's a straight front arm dominant swing and the uh there's a big also a big flaw in thinking that well what's the deal you know i swing with two hands so what's this front arm dominant like what my back arm doesn't do anything. And that's not the case either. I mean, think about it. And I, I use this example a lot. Think about it as uh, analogous to a jump shot. Okay, your your non shooting hand, it isn't providing the power and isn't providing all the, you know, the sexiest parts of the movement. You know, what is seen mostly is, you know, when you think of Jordan's game-winning shot against uh, Georgetown, you don't think of his non-shooting hand. You really think of that shooting hand flipping over and uh, um, as he's releasing uh, the ball. You know, beautiful picture. But if you look at his non-shooting hand, um, you know, it's spread out. And it's got its own function as well. It's got its own function as well. And that function is not any less important than the one that's providing the power. So one hand takes care of consistency and one hand takes care of power. You could sort of look at it like that with the front arm dominant swing. Okay. The, the back arm is like the non-shooting hand. It's there to provide the consistency. It's there to provide stability. Okay. When when you perform the secret drill that I have in the front arm dominant ebook and that I have in swing cheat code, you will feel the back arm literally just like drop. Okay. So this is where 
the the old school, new school, everyone, all swing coaches out there have the movement of the back arm wrong. It's not a throw motion. It's not a push motion. And this is the surprising answer to it. It's a nothing motion. It's literally, and this is why front arm dominance, uh, swinging with just the front arm is an important first step, is because it's literally there to support the movement of the front arm. It's there to support the movement of the front arm. That means it's going to allow the front arm to achieve the positions that it would achieve just by itself, if it were swinging just by itself, but it's gonna support the front arm within that structure. Same thing as the non-shooting hand in basketball. You know, you could shoot a ball without the non-shooting hand. It would just be less consistent, especially in the, in the heat of a, and the dynamics of a, um, of a game. And if you're just taking jump shots by yourself, it might be different, but you're never gonna have the stability and the consistency if you don't have that non-shooting hand providing it. So same with the back arm in, in baseball. You know, look, that the back arm is just dropping, but through all the movements that it goes through in the swing, it's still in a, if you, if you were to lay yourself horizontal in the same position, you could basically hold yourself up with the position that your, your back arm is in. If you were to get in sort of a, a horizontal plank uh, position on the ground with the same positioning that your right arm achieves as it, as it starts the forward swing, you could hold yourself up. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's still providing a lot of consistency to the front arm. It's just not leading the movement. You know, most people have it backwards. They have the back arm dominating the movement, pushing outward, you know, controlling the, the power aspect of the movement. And, and the front arm is just there to, to guide. Well, for the baseball swing, this is gonna produce nothing in, in terms of systems working for you. It's gonna make hitting very difficult. You're gonna endlessly be frustrated. And it's not, it's not a mental thing, you know? It's, people wanna point so often to the mental side of hitting immediately, just because they don't understand mechanics. Man, that's beating yourself up more than you need to. It's not a mental problem. There's not anything wrong with you, typically. The biggest problem that you're not achieving success at the plate is because your mechanics are just simply not setting the odds in your favor. I'll say that again. Your mechanics are not setting the odds in your favor. So, so just to reiterate... The, the two biggest myths right now of a back arm dominant swing is this one that if you just swing with your just if you swing with just your front arm you can't have a back arm dominant swing you can you can it's not just about providing power with your front arm it's about uh only it's about providing power with a mostly straight if not straight front arm and letting that be the structure of your swing and then the second misconception or myth of it is that the back arm isn't doing anything in terms of uh, well it's, it's if it's not dominant then it's not providing any 
uh, assistance to the movement. And that's just not the case. And by the way, it's only, it's mainly uh, not dominant as you start the forward swing. You know, I've, I've found that you can, you can just focus on this particular point in the swing where you start the forward swing to the exclusion of all other areas. Um, and you can still achieve the right uh, structure of the swing. It's this very start of the forward swing that is such a, an important um, time in the swing. It's a very specific time. I talk about it in my books, uh, how it's an, it's an orbital moment in the swing. I believe life is structured orbitally as well as um, in, in waves. And so the swing is also structured orbitally and structured wave-like. And the way it's structured orbitally is there's one moment that happens more towards the center of the movement that on which the other moments seem to orbit. And that goes for moments before it and moments after it. So the structure of this point, this point in the start of the forward swing, will actually dictate the structure of your swing, what comes before and what comes after. It changes everything about your swing. If you start to have a front arm dominant swing, then you will start to change the way you enter into that start movement of the forward swing. And of course, the positions after contact and the finish of your swing will start to change as well. The biggest thing is you will have a much wider finish. That's the, that's the most obvious change at the very start. Your finish will be very, very wide. So that is, uh, those are the misconceptions. There's another thing I want to address. You know, all other swing theories out there, they're, their concepts are based on basically torso speed or some sort of speed of some body part. In other words, what they're saying is make this mechanical change and you will have more speed of fill in the body part, fill in the blank with a body part. So you'll have more speed in your hips, your shoulders, your hands. Um, here's the thing, guys, you know that this isn't true. I mean, you know that this can't be the right path because think about it. The very best swings were not just fast. You know, we're on this, we're on this big, uh, uh, exit velocity kick. Okay. I like swinging as hard as you can. I like that concept. I like speed. I like being aggressive at the plate. I like feeling like every ball that is pitched to you, you need to have the mentality that you're going to hit it and hit it hard. For too long, we've been just trying to touch the barrel to the ball. You know, since instruction started, there's too much emphasis on don't swing hard. Don't try to kill the ball. You'll pull off the ball, all this nonsense that's not even true. The fact is, is you want to try to crush every single ball. One, that puts you in the right mentality. And two, 
um, it has you swing hard and you want to swing hard. So, uh, now, so I, I'm, I'm on board with that philosophy. I'm on board with that, but where, where it becomes insidious is when it creeps its way into mechanical speak. It, there's no place for it in mechanics. If you're going to swing hard and you want to do all that, that's fine. But that doesn't have anything to do with your mechanics. You don't work on that through mechanics. There's a, there's a, a swing theory out there that's saying that if you, um, basically, if you force bat lag by throwing the barrel behind you, then, you know, this, you'll have more speed coming through contact. I mean, this is, this is a very dangerous way to understand swing mechanics. First of all, you're, you're, you're throwing the barrel behind you. Um, and then, I mean, it, it's dangerous in, in timing. Um, you don't want to be thinking about how that's the trigger of your swing um, to, to throw the barrel behind you. But also, it's just not the way the best hitters have ever done it. Um, he, you know, the guy who's talking about this theory is, has not watched enough video um, and, and is making a big mistake in, in his uh, understanding of the swing. Uh, but the main point being that the whole, I guess, main idea behind his theory is that if you do X, then you will have more, uh, you'll have more speed through contact. And that's it. That's it. He's just saying that it, it just generates more speed because you're whipping it backward and then going, going forward. That's it. You know, there's no talk about consistency. There's no talk about, you know, anything other than, uh, than just speed. Speed is one aspect of the swing. Um, but it's not, in some ways, it's not an aspect of the mechanical aspects of the swing. Okay, now let me show you how what I talk about is different, okay? How I, how what I talk about is different. What I talk about is forward bend. Okay, so forward bend, yes, it's something that increases speed, but it doesn't increase speed by making you go faster. It increases speed without you having to do anything. It's a system that's operating without any effort on your part, without any turning up the speed dial on your part. See the difference? It's a system working for you. Forward bend works for you in a front arm dominant swing. Not because you swing faster, but because you create backward bend earlier and therefore forward bend can express itself more, has more time to express itself prior to getting to contact. So this is a system, guys. It's, it's a big difference because 
it's like it's like the guy who is working on his business as opposed to the guy who has set up automations for his business that's the difference i mean with the systems that are working for you in a front arm dominant swing or a straight front arm dominant swing you you don't you don't have you know it's not about turning up the speed dial like i said before you know and this is why the best swings seem so smooth and so they seem slow compared to how far the ball flies it's not that they always seem real slow by themselves but compared to how far the ball flies they seem extremely slow and people talked about that when babe ruth played people don't realize that you know when babe ruth played people talked a lot about the beauty of his swing there was something about the look of his swing it was beautiful to people and they did mention that you know, that gets lost in time because things like that just aren't talked about as much as, you know, stats or, you know, whatever, whatever personality, you know, flaws or uh, gifts that he had, you know, it just gets so all these minor details that would make a huge difference in how we understand swing mechanics, they, they just get erased with time. But Ruth's swing was beautiful. And, uh, and, and beauty, by the way, has a direct correlation to the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Did you ever make that connection? The greatest of all time happened to move the, with, with the most beauty. Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, um, Babe Ruth, Ken Griffey Jr. The guys who did it with the most ease and beauty seem to have had the less the least amount of obstacles and and that's really the goal you know the goal for me has always been to find the best mechanics so i'm not even necessarily always looking for the best players because i'm also looking at the best players and saying well wait how high are the other skills that are not mechanics in his skill set. And this is why, like, I don't want to get in the argument of who's better, Barry Bonds or Babe Ruth. Look, Barry Bonds had three better years than anybody ever. Not, that's, that is pretty much not arguable. And I don't remember what years they were, but it was something like, maybe it was 2000, 2001, and 2003, or something like that. I don't know which ones. Ruth, too, had three. This is kind of a cool thing. Ruth had three years that were astronomical too, just like Bonds. But none of Ruth's astronomical years were as good as Bonds' three astronomical years, not one of them. So look, Bonds did it better. We witnessed the best hitter of all time in the early 2000s. No one has ever done it like he did it. But as far as swing mechanics, I'm not that interested in Bonds. Because to me, from a swing mechanics perspective, if you, all things being quote unquote equal, in other words, he didn't take steroids, you were talking maybe he would have topped out at 40 home runs, maybe 40 and change. 
which is awesome, which is really good, and he's got a good swing. But it's not ideal mechanically. And, and again, my goal is to find the very best mechanics. So, so I, I, I look at the other skill sets and I try to figure out, well, how high are they in the other skill sets? You know, are they ridiculously high? Like, is it, a, is it an Aaron Judge deal? You know, or is it a Barry Bonds deal where their, their, their muscle and strength is just off the charts? You know, but then, then, then you start thinking, well, what happens when we get a Barry Bonds or an Aaron Judge who has Ruth-like mechanics? And that's, that's going to be really, really interesting. And I think that that may be when we see 80 home runs. I mean, maybe even 80 with a 400 average. I mean, if you had an, an Aaron Judge or a Barry Bonds with straight front arm dominant mechanics, then uh, that, that will be the future of baseball. That right there is the future, the future standard of a great hitter. So once again, you know, Changing mechanics is not for the purpose of moving faster. And I think that any hitting coach or swing coach who sees it that way is seeing it in an oversimplified way. You have to find what systems are working in a great swing that give it both power and consistency. And, um, you know, it's just one aspect and in how these uh, the hitting coaches out there and the swing coaches are are saying something completely different than what I'm saying. Um, what I'm trying to do is give you guys the quickest route to mastering your mechanics. Let's move on. Let's stop. You know, there should be a time where you're pretty much done working on your mechanics. You're just maintaining. Really, you're just maintaining. And that doesn't mean you don't do anything. You're maintaining um, with the proper drills. You know, people don't talk about how important it is to, it's just, it's just talked about how important it is to practice, you know, put more time into practice, time, time, time. But guys, your, your time and your energy is limited. The trophies are going to go to the guys who practice the right way, practice with the most efficiency to their practice sessions. And what you wanna do for mechanics is just 15 minutes every now and then of just maintenance. That's where you wanna to get to. And you can really have that by tomorrow. You know, the, the, the straight front arm dominant uh, swing that I, that I teach is, um, I've had people attain it in in minutes so from there it's just a matter of strengthening your front arm uh, making it more flexible so it can straighten and stretch and compress against your chest more at the start of the forward swing that'll just give you more leverage for one but also it'll give you a longer moving fulcrum and that's the big 
I say that all the time. That's the biggest system working in the swing. That's the number one system working in the swing is the moving fulcrum. It's, I can't believe it's not more talked about. I mean, we're talking about launch angle. Launch angle is like 0.00001% of what hitting is about. It's not going to change much of anything to just change your launch angle so that it matches the directional plane, uh, dire directional line of the pitch. But the moving fulcrum, I mean, gosh. Guys, hitters have have artificially and awkwardly created a longer moving fulcrum and been Hall of Famers for it. Mel Ott, Jackie Robinson, uh, uh, Albert Bell. I don't think Albert Bell's a Hall of Famer, but he was a great player. Hit 50 homers one time. Um, uh, Roberto Clemente. You know, these are guys that artificially and and sacrificed a great amount of power in the way that they increased their moving fulcrum and yet it didn't matter because they increased their moving fulcrum and so they were rewarded for it so i would never put anything in front of the moving fulcrum at this point um and uh so you know there are systems working in the swing is my main point there and and uh you know, no other swing coaches are really talking about it. The only systems they're talking about is more speed through contact and getting on plane with the pitch. And none of these, well, more speed through contact, the way they talk about it is not a mechanical issue. It's a weight room issue. And uh, getting on the same plane as the pitch is not going to help. It's a, it, I mean, it's a mechanical issue, but it's, it's not going to help. And by the way, the straight front arm dominant swing approach, it puts you, look, there's no better way to be on plane with the pitch than that, than, than the front arm dominant swing approach. And yet, uh, I don't name it as anything important. It's not an important system in the swing. So I don't even mention it. So, you know, I I think I beat that horse to death. Um, I just want to say in closing that I think the the where where swing coaches out there really need to start is look at the video. What I've realized just kind of going through. So, you know, I'm doing a lot of videos on other swing coaches and hitting coaches theories. And what I'm learning is that a lot of these guys just didn't do the video work. They really just haven't looked at enough video. Um, so I would suggest to everyone out there, you know, if you want a, a quick uh, route to swing mastery, then follow my stuff. If you want to take the long road and you just like the, uh, 
you like the uh, the swing and the mechanical aspect of it just for, as a hobby or you just enjoy it, what I sa- suggest is, you know, spend a lot of time looking at video. I really can't tell you how many hours I spent looking at video. Um, I talk about it in my book for about for the first five years of my journey. I was always in front of video. I was carrying my video equipment with me everywhere. I wanted to film everyone. Um, I've filmed so many people. And uh, I mean, I filmed all, I've, I actually got Mike Schmidt's golf swing and his baseball swing. That's how, how often I brought my camera with me. I brought it to a Phillies game and got his, he happened to be doing a home run contest uh, as a retired player. And I got, so I got his, his baseball swing when I went there. So I was bringing my camera back before phones, uh, cell phones had cameras. Um, I was bringing my camera and getting, you know, uh, yelled at for it by the people working at the stadium, um, which makes me laugh now because (laughs) cameras are all over the place. Um, but they told me to put it away. Uh, so I got Mike Schmidt's swing there. And then I also saw, because I worked at the Kiowa Golf Learning Center in, uh, Kiowa, South Carolina, and I got his swing, his golf swing on the driving range (laughs) down there. So like in two separate places, I always had my, uh, my camera with me. I was always swinging and filming it. Um, that's another thing, you know, don't just look at video like that's, but, but look at your video too. So look at the, the best players and then look at, uh, at yours. And then, you know, make, try to make changes and take note of what you were trying to do and, and, uh, and what it looked like. And I just don't think that a lot of these guys have done any of that. I think that their main thing is they knew they just wanted to kind of stay in baseball and, uh, and they had some things that they learned when they were hitters. And so they want to pass them on, which is fine. But look, from a mechanical perspective, if you want someone who's gone, you know, further than anybody else in understanding the swing, and obsessed over it and took it to to new levels, then you're at the right place. Um, What it seems like to me is when I look out there is that other swing coaches just really just need to look at the video. Video is so underrated, you know, especially now that we have all these newer, sexier, technologies out there uh they're just new guys they're not they're not better they're just new video is still the um the number one form of feedback and uh and it's extremely underrated right now it always has been but it's even more so now because it's being drowned out by all these other technologies um stay the course hitters out there who are really interested in improving your swing mechanics, stay the course, don't follow the crowd right now. You know, there's nothing to be learned or gained from launch angle talk. It's not important. There's nothing important about getting on the same plane as the pitch. 
There's nothing important about focusing on hitting the bottom half of the ball. Let's be realistic. You need to aim for the center of the ball. That's going to give you the best odds. And when you make a mistake and hit a little bit under it, you're going to hit a home run. When you hit it solid in the center, you're going to hit a hard line drive. And when you hit uh, just above it, you're going to hit a hard ground ball. You know, the bottom line is hitters who have a high amount of force of the barrel going through the zone and have a long moving fulcrum, they're going to be the best hitters. And that, that's all there is. That's the only goal that you have with regard to mechanics. Move the bat barrel through the zone with the most force possible and with the longest moving fulcrum. So, guys, thank you. Uh, thanks for listening. Check out my site. Again, become part of the baseball swing revolution. It's time. It's past time. Go to www.theswingmechanic.com and join my mailing list. You're going to get videos that are not seen by anyone else but people who subscribe to the list. Um, check out my, I think the best place to start would be to get either Swing Cheat Code or my ebook Front Arm Dominant, which I'm probably after this podcast going to change to straight front arm dominant. Okay, guys, thank you very much. Until next time, please take care. <laughs>